This podcast contains graphic or mature material. Depictions of murder, the use of drugs, and death are discussed in detail during this podcast and may be triggering to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, Cold Case fans. We're the Cold Case Crew, a group of friends who take a look at some of the coldest cases from around the Mountain State. My name is Whitney. And I'm Beth. We are flying, not solo, but little short staff today because our Ashley is not with us. She's a little under the weather, so everybody just send her some prayers and we hope send she gets better soon. good vibes. Yes. Healing good vibes. Tonight we will be bringing you a listener requested case and one that comes from around the mountain, you could say, from where we live in Raleigh County, which I suppose makes it part of our hometown horror series, which takes place, figuratively speaking, in our own backyard. But this case is particularly ominous because it has ties to another case that we previously covered last season, the disappearance of Melanie Matheny. Now, are these two cases connected investigation-wise? No. But the victim in this case just so happens to be the cousin of Melanie Matheny. That's odd, right? Mm. Two victims of foul play or suspected foul play in Melanie's case in one family. Tonight, we'll be bringing you the 2015 unsolved homicide of Chaz Richardson of Surveyor, West Virginia. Ms. Beth, are you ready to dive in? I am ready. I have been waiting for this one. I'm really excited about it. I do want to start us off with a little disclosure, as there's not a lot of information out there pertaining to this case. There is, however, a lot of speculation that has evolved over the years. As we're local to this case, much of the speculation has been funneled our way as we've been researching the case. So please note that while we present some of these theories that are associated with Chaz's death, they should not be taken as fact. All parties are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This case is still very active and much information remains close to the vest with the Raleigh County Sheriff's Department. So local listeners, I advise you, if you know anything, please come forward. You are able to remain anonymous. Chaz Alfred Richardson was born March 14, 1989 to his mother, Lisa Matheny Wellington. Not much is known about his early years, but it is known that he had at least one sibling, a brother named Aaron. As mentioned above, his cousin, Melanie Matheny, whose case we covered in an earlier episode last season, mysteriously went missing in 2006. Grief struck this family, who to this day in 2024 still have not given up hope on figuring out what exactly happened to Melanie. But nothing could prepare them for having to endure yet another wave of tragedy only nine years later. I just cannot imagine what that family has been through. I mean... What are the odds? Like one in a gazillion? Yeah, of this happening to the same family. Like, I've never heard of that. I don't think I have either. And I just, I really feel for them for this. I know, my heart goes out to that family. That's a lot of tragedy. Yes, it is. Chaz was the proud father of two little girls, Nevaeh and Mackenzie. But before we dive into the circumstances of December 3rd, 2015, it's important to note several extenuating circumstances about Chaz and the place he called home Surveyor, West Virginia. As many are already aware, West Virginia has been hit by the opioid epidemic throughout the years, and Surveyor, an unincorporated community located about seven miles outside of Beckley in Raleigh County, has not been immune to its grasp. Throughout the years, Surveyor has been known as a moonshiner's town, but recently it's become an epicenter for meth, known locally here apparently as hillbilly heroin. First time hearing of that uh, was in this research, but uh, there you have it. Mm-hmm. Chaz's victimology would tell you that in previous years, he struggled with drug addiction, though his drug of choice is not known to CCC. It has been said that since the birth of his daughter, Chaz had been working on bettering himself for his children. Now, I deal with this in my job 
like on a daily basis, but drug addiction is very difficult for people to overcome. And where he was on his road to recovery, I do not know. But it is important to note that he had been taking steps to battle these demons. And I think that that says a lot. Well, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of friends that have battled those same demons and some of them haven't made it through and some have. So unfortunately, it's extremely common around here. Yes. The thing is, I feel like if you don't get away from here, then you have a harder time battling those demons. I mean, we do have a lot of different places that can help you with that here. Absolutely. But I don't think that some of these people reach out and ask for help. True. Now there is, this isn't even in like my notes or anything, but just from my resources, if you are struggling with drug addiction, there is in your local West Virginia resident, there is a line that you can call called help for WV. And it's a really great resource. You reach out, they can help you get in touch with crisis centers and get into a detox program. They're just a really great organization. So I just wanted to throw that in there. That's amazing. That's really, really, really good info. There are two primary series of events that have been told regarding the afternoon of December 3rd. The first states that Chaz had been hanging out at his home, uh, 6611 Griffith Hollow Road in Surveyor, with four individuals. And for privacy purposes, we will not name his companions. But according to these accounts, um, Chaz had succumbed to a seizure presumably as the result of taking too many drugs. The companions that he was with, they called 911, fearing for his well-being. And when he woke up from the seizure shortly after, the group informed Chaz that they had contacted 911 and that an ambulance was on its way. They then stated that upon hearing this news, Chad took off running into the woods that surrounded the home. It's important to note that where he lives in Surveyor, it's very desolate. There's not a lot of homes, and the ones that are located like nearby, they're very scattered about the mountain. Likewise, the woods are very dense and have thick foliage. West Virginia terrain, like as we both know, it can be really rough. We're a very mountainous state and true to our slogan, wild and wonderful. A second account juxtaposes the story above. According to video surveillance footage obtained from an undisclosed location, it has been said that Chaz was identified entering a silver or green Dodge Durango SUV and that vehicle drove out of the area. So should this account be true, this would in fact be the last known spotting of Chaz Richardson. So, I mean, do we know who saw him getting into that vehicle? And is that person? It's from surveillance footage. Oh. Video surveillance footage. It didn't say where it was at. I would assume up in that area. But I wonder what in that area has. Probably a gas station. No. There's not a whole lot in that area. Maybe I... it was somebody's. Like ring video or, you know, something like that. It very well could have been. 2015, I feel like ring was around back then. That's very accurate. He was reported missing to the Raleigh County Sheriff's Department. Two weeks later, a thorough search was conducted of the area surrounding his home on Griffith Hollow Road. Members of his family, the community, and local volunteer fire department scoured the woods on foot and by use of off-road vehicles, but there was no sign of Chaz found. The clothing that he was wearing, a black hoodie, jeans, and red Jordan sneakers were also not recovered. Likewise, his cell phone indicated no activity since December 3rd and was nowhere to be found. It is important to consider the time of year. December is right in the thick of winter here in West Virginia, though I don't personally recall 2015 being like a bad winter by any means. Snowfall is common. Low temperatures, especially after nightfall, is also extremely common. 
Authorities surmised, given the information and the time of year, that had Chaz run out into the woods, he likely succumbed to the elements by hypothermia. With no sign of Chaz, Raleigh County investigators began working the case as a suspected homicide. So I think the first time that I heard about this case, I think that what I was told was that he ran out into the woods and then, of course, they found him in the woods later. Which we will get to. They did find him in the woods eventually. But now that we know there's like a vehicle involved and I mean, it's this is getting... It's getting a little hairy. Yeah, it is. There's way more to this than what I think people think there is. It's very sus, y'all. Very, very sus. Sus. For nearly four years, Chaz's case turned seemingly cold, though his friends and family never gave up hope that one day they would be able to bring Chaz home. In the years that followed, his mother, Lisa, hosted candlelight vigils every year in Glen Daniel on the anniversary of the disappearance in order to keep his memory alive with the community. She also worked tirelessly to keep his name fresh in the minds of the local community. In July 2019, a set of skeletonized human remains were discovered in a secluded wooded area and surveyor. The remains were scattered due to animals, but what was recovered was taken to the state medical examiner's office for identification. Because of the COVID-19 pandemic, efforts to identify the remains were slowed, and it would be over a year before identification was positively named, and the remains were Chaz Richardson. Time of death was estimated to have been shortly after his disappearance in December 2015, but a cause of death has never been determined or given due to the condition of the remains. In October 2020, Lisa Wellington got the call that no mother wants to answer. Her beloved son was dead. He had been found, yes, but answers as to how and why still linger to this day. I mean, I know that there is a relief in finding your child, but when you don't know... It's almost like a two-hump hurdle, right? So you you, you, find you get out, over one. You get over one, but you're still down trying to make it up over that next hurdle. And it's like, how can you even function? And so, I, I, I can't imagine functioning. I don't know if that's even worse because you still have the question of what happened to them. Why did this happen? Why Who did, this did it? Yeah. There's just a lot of questions. Yeah. As in any small community, the rumor mill worked overtime once the announcement of the discovery was made public. Some say that Chaz died of hypothermia, that he had become disoriented in the woods and had attempted to bury himself in a log or in the ground as an attempt to get warm and shield himself from the elements. Others speculate, others' speculation is more sinister, indicating that Chaz had been murdered and dismembered before being discarded in the woods. It has been said that Chaz died as a result of a drug deal gone wrong, but that perhaps he was set up by these so-called friends. Beth, I'm going to open this up for commentary. So this is the part of the podcast where we will discuss theories and volley around ideas about the case. So let's go. Okay, so here we go with a couple questions. There's a lot of questions. Yes. So, okay. They're saying that he died as a result of a drug deal. Was that happening? I mean, he was with friends, though, when the seizure happened. Yeah, and but do, I don't even know if there were transcripts of a 911 call. So we don't I'm even know for sure if they called 911 or not. I, I mean, that's, that's... That's the story. That's their story and they're sticking to it, but we don't know for sure. I mean, it hasn't been openly debunked. So, and these people, they were they friend friends, like life friends, like you and I are friends and me and you and Ashley are friends, you know, are they? I mean, I take it that they were social friends. 
So probably just friends that hang out and do drugs, right? I mean, that's kind of the vibe I get, honestly. We have had tips randomly come in about this. Obviously, we hadn't put this case out yet, but we have had people tell us, hey, you should do Chaz Richardson. You know, this is what I've been told. It's a lot of the same speculation. It's over drugs. Right. He was killed as a result of a bad drug deal. The specifics on that, I mean, I don't really know, but people seem really scared to talk about it. Well, and the thing that really, that I hate is that he was apparently trying to get clean for his girls. And whatever sucked him back in is probably the same thing that... Sucks a lot of people around here back in. Well, it's probably the same thing that killed him. Yeah. You know? I mean, and this is 2015. I don't think fentanyl was really out back then. But like no. now you have like the whole fentanyl factor of like... Right. You could touch something and overdose. Like, right. Exactly. He was probably doing, if I were to guess, this is all speculation, obviously, but hillbilly heroin. Which, oh my gosh, it just kills me. I mean, that was a first for me. I mean, I have not heard of hillbilly heroin, but I had heard of the Boone County Medical. Who has not heard of that? (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay, so there have been a lot of theories named on this case. So, Whitney, what is yours? I think it's just that. I think, sadly, he was hanging out with some unsavory people. And to me, even like, so the video footage is confirmed. Like, they have shown pictures of it. So my, like, spitballing off the top of my head, it sounds like that could have been the start of a drug deal. Someone's picking you up in this car and taking you somewhere in the woods. I mean, to me, that seems plausible. The whole theory where he, you know, tried to bury himself in the ground, like, no. That is crazy. That's so weird. Who tries to bury themselves in a log? And like, who came up with that theory? I don't know. Crackheads. That's crazy. It's crazy talk, y'all. Well, I mean, do we know if he got in this car willingly or? It didn't seem forced. So we know he wasn't forced in. That's why I think he was hanging out with associates like people he knew yeah and it just sounds like something got out of hand i mean people act really crazy when they're on drugs it changes your entire personality yeah yeah i mean even when you drink you know it does that yeah i mean sadly i think that that's the case what do you think i really do think that i think you know i think it's sad because i think he was trying to clean up his life and it's really hard for some people around here you know sometimes i feel like People to that really want to clean up, they need to get out of here because they need to get away from those those people in their life. Those influences. Yes. I mean, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, he's he's in the same town that he grew up in. And, you know, even if he had cleaned up, it's very easy to fall back into those similar patterns. Well. And it's sad because he had the world at his feet. He had two beautiful little girls that adored him. He clearly adored his girls. Yes. And... Well, and he had a great family. I mean, we could tell by how hard his mother has tried to figure things out for him. And same with Melanie, too. Yeah. Gosh, this family. Prayers to them. Absolutely. Do you think he was low risk or high risk? I would say he's probably high risk because of the drug addiction. And whenever you have that drug addiction, you're always in danger, I feel like. Yeah, and also given where he lives, it's kind of rough. Yes. I just feel like once you're under that spell... Lots of times you don't know what's going to happen. That's very true. What do you believe the motive of the crime to be? You know, it it sounds almost like greed or revenge, something along those lines. Obviously, it's not sexually motivated. No. I don't think it was a power-based crime. 
But then again, we haven't seen crime scene photos. We haven't seen where he was buried. I think it doesn't sound to me from the research that they have found all of the remains. And then, you know, there was never a cause of death determined. So you have to wonder, like, there was obviously not any, like, knife marks. You didn't see anything that was hit by a gun. There were no bullets found or anything. There was, what, four or five years that went by. Well, and I mean, if animals were involved, too, you know, we've... We've dealt with that before. We've gone down the road of cases that have told us what animals are capable of doing to remain, so... In a very short amount of time. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I think kind of understanding, like, how he died, or just even being able to see the landscape of the crime scene, I think would tell us a little bit more than what we have. But that's my best guess. What do you think? I think we need to look into this more. I really do. I'm all about looking into this. It will be nine years this December, and the fate of Chaz Richardson is still unknown. If you or anyone you know has any information regarding the murder of Chaz Richardson, contact Crime Stoppers at 304-255-STOP. You are not required to give your name and are able to submit a tip anonymously. Join us next time when we uncover the mystery of the Wetzel County Jane Doe, a 1983 unsolved homicide from Wetzel County, West Virginia. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the Cold Case Crew. What's your theory?